Well, hello everyone. So welcome to another episode of Sweetwater Podcast. I am your host, Divine Priestess. This week, as mentioned, we are going to be talking about ancestor veneration. There is quite a few different things that go into ancestor veneration. We are not going to cover all of that. We are just going to start off with the basics. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that book club is starting officially this week. Thursday will be the live discussion on Riverside. So if you have me on social media, you can click the link in my bio and you will see a little section where it says book club live discussion. You click on that. And that is how you have access to the live discussion of the book club. The book club is going to be at 6, well, let's push it to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, just so the way everyone can be either getting in their car or just having their space set up. So we'll be doing it at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? We're going to be discussing the first two chapters of spirit hacking if you cannot join that is fine it is okay because on friday i will be posting the recordings of that book club all right the postings will be here on wherever you're listening to your to this um podcast right whether it's google apple spotify um Anchor is no longer here, but if you're listening through Spotify, Google, or Apple, it will be available. All right. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Okay. The moment everyone has been waiting for is the ancestor veneration, right? Now, again, what I'm saying is not law. All right. Depending on the practice, depending on the cultural background, so on and so forth, will determine how you venerate your ancestors. All right. So we're going to just start off with the basics when it comes to setting up your space. All right. Don't worry if you do not have a space for you to venerate your ancestors inside your home no harm no foul there are going to be other tips and other ways to do it but right now let's get into setting up the altar all right when it comes to setting up the altar you do not have to go all out it is very nice and very aesthetically pleasing to see these grand altars, right? Seeing all the trinkets, seeing all the pictures, all the flowers, all the decor, right? Everything, seeing all that up there. Yes, it is very pretty. However, it costs money to do all that, right? And when it comes to venerating ancestors, you use what you got, okay? What I look at is just, this is all you need. This is how I started off, right? This is how my ancestors guided me when I was starting off, is incorporating the four elements. So that's gonna be fire, water, air, and earth. 
fire is of course going to be light it will be your candle you can either use the what is it the oil lamps or you can use a candle it does not matter if it's glass does not matter if it's tea light does not matter if it's the taper pillar knob whatever the case may be have something up there fire right that's element one the next element we're going to do is water as simple as that a glass or a cup of water okay that is what you need at the altar number three is going to be air a lot of people will sit there well how can i incorporate air we breathe that i can't just put in a bottle you can incorporate air incorporate air by having a feather right because of a bird right birds fly through the sky right when you have a bird rushing past your face or your ear you can feel the wind right it you're gonna have a feather you cannot have a feather or you can't find one or you don't see one as of your liking cool an incense resin those work because what does it produce smoke okay produces smoke it is just as simple as that right and number four is earth earth is going to be flowers right earth you can use I personally wouldn't put, I wouldn't use salt, but again, you want to use things from the earth, right? You can have sand. I have sand from Belize. I have dirt from the pyramids in Mexico, right? But when I first started off, I'm going to tell you exactly what I had on my altar. I had a glass candle. I wouldn't say necessarily why. I think I alternated colors right i think i alternated colors however when i first started off okay and this is how i knew it was time for me to start i was waking up at the hours of between three and five o'clock in the morning i know when i wake up between the hours of three to five that it's time for me to work and so when i first started off I would wake up three, five o'clock in the morning and I will go to my window because this is where I started setting up a space, right? And again, I literally just woke up and started doing this one day. I woke up, went to my um, window, I had a candle there. I was like, hmm, let me light my candle. I had an incense, let me burn my incense. And I just started praying. And then immediately I will go back to bed. So I was like, all right, I'm going back to sleep. I didn't say my prayers for today. May I get some more rest? And I did that every single day. Then it, I began to incorporate flowers. There is magnolias. And I will go get it. And I would add that to my altar. Then I started giving um, libation. I started pouring liquor for them, right? When I moved, of course, my altar came down because I wasn't in my own space. I was in someone else's space. Um, when I moved again and I moved in with my boyfriend at the time, set back up my altar. I had white pillar candle, had a glass of water, I had my incense, and I was giving offerings of flowers maybe every three weeks because my flowers were lasting for a long time they were last about three weeks and again 
we'll sit there and pray. Now I have pictures of ancestors. I have plants. I have all these different things up there at my altar, right? So do not, you know, feel as if you, your, do not feel as if your altar does not have power because you don't have a lot of stuff out of it, right? I also have a Bible at my altar. The Bible is simply because I come from a family of Southern Baptists. I grew up in the church house and also in hoodoo, you use scripture, right? And so, and plus I also, that's another thing. When I first started off, my mom introduced me to the power of Psalms and I started incorporating scriptures in my, um, my workings. So everything will build over time. So there is no rush to try and have these super grand old Pinterest-like altars, okay? It will come over time, especially if you know you don't plan on living where you are currently living for a while. I personally wouldn't set up the grandest shrine because you're just going to have to take it down and, and move it, right? Also, from my experience and experiences other people have is that Sometimes the ancestors and also whatever the spirits you like, they like for the altar spaces, they like for their shrines to be rearranged. So it is going to change. I had my ancestor altar in my house, one side of the corner, then I moved them because they wanted to be moved. They sat there for maybe couple months and then they were like okay it's time for a different scene time for an energy shift we want to go over here in this corner right so it is going to move okay and again you will add things over time now for those who live in a home and they want to be under the radar or there's just no space right for um a physical altar no harm no foul Okay, utilize nature, go out in nature, find a tree, a tree that you can go to and sit by and meditate, leave your offerings there. Trust me, no one is going to sit there and beat you up for leaving an offering at a tree. A lot of times people, yes, they see what you're doing. However, they're they're not just going to like stand there and watch over you. I mean, of course, we have those few every now and again that we see on social media. However, for the most part, leaving things at a tree is simply easy because there are so many trees out here that you can find a tree where there's literally no other people around, right? I have trees at a park that I've left, broad daylight, nobody was there. Yes, I've had people see me doing stuff at a tree, but for the most part, they were just watchers. They didn't bother me, okay? Find somewhere. If you have to walk, walk. There's a tree here in Houston, right? If I was to go to Memorial Park, and if you guys are familiar with Houston, 
and you are familiar with Memorial Park, you know there it's basically a whole trail and there's a lot of trees everywhere. You can duck off in between those trees and leave your offerings there, right? So find some place. If trees are not your thing, cool. Go down to the river, right? Go down to the water, like to the ocean, okay? Again, if that is not your cup of tea, and this is another thing that I've done when I was beginning and I wanted to leave offerings for my ancestors, but just I wasn't going home or I was out of town or something like that, I will use my body, okay? Now, hear me out, okay? Number one, we share DNA with our ancestors, right? We share the blood. We share that connection with them. They are in us. We are with them, so on and so forth. Your body is also a temple, at least you should be treating your body as a temple. When I used to go out to restaurants, I would say a prayer. I would call upon my ancestors and I will invite them to enjoy the food through me. Right. So I will consume the food. And one thing I know for sure is that when I would pray that, when I would invite my ancestors to enjoy the meal through me, you would think that I haven't eaten in so long <sighs> that I would damn near eat the plate. Like everything would be cleared off. When I didn't do that, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to eat it for later. So again, use what you got. If you can set up an altar, great. If you can't no harm no foul if you can go out into nature and leave your offerings great and if you can't no harm no foul use your body consume the food for them right because you will get to a point where you begin to leave food offerings for them if you don't start off leaving food offerings you will get to a point where you will leave food offerings when i first started off I wasn't leaving food offerings for my ancestors. I would just pray. I would light the candle. I would light the incense. I would pray and go on by my day. It wasn't until years down the line when I actually started leaving food offerings for them. And again, this was something that they told me. This was something that was just intuitive, right? All these majority of these things I had learned by myself before I finally came across spiritual people, before I finally came across um, my godparent and things like that, right? So, but since now you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling you, <laughs> because I'm here to help you begin to leave food offerings for them. It can be something as simple as leaving coffee for them okay you can sit there and say oh my grandmother didn't drink coffee you're not only venerating your grandmother you are venerating all your other ancestors okay all your benevolent ancestors you're venerating them too you don't know what all of them did some of them probably were smokers some of them probably were um coffee drinkers some of them probably were drinking whiskey or gin okay so Get it out your head that you're only venerating just one ancestor. 
you're going to be renovating. At some point in time, you are going to come in contact with ancestors that you have never even met, right? Trust me, <laughs> you will get to that point. When you go for your divinations and they start bringing up an ancestor that you never heard of, yes, okay? So leave food offerings, right? Make them a fresh cup of coffee, okay? I make coffee first thing in the morning every day for my ancestors. I'm not really a big coffee drinker. Yes, I'll drink coffee, but it's more so just for the taste, not that I get anything out of it. And even then, I'm not one of those people like, oh, I have to have my coffee. I just make coffee just whenever I feel like it. And I mostly make the coffee for myself because I'm making them coffee, right? So you can make them coffee. You can pour them up a shot of liquor. Everyone's ancestors is different. My ancestors like gin, whiskey, and tequila. That is what they like. I will give that to them, okay? If your ancestors like vodka, cool, give them vodka, right? If they like brandy, cool, give them brandy, right? If you don't know what they like, and again, I, I said this on social media, uh, ask the question out loud, but ask for them to give you your answer based off the sensations in your body, right? If it is a yes, may I feel a tingle in, I don't know, somewhere on the left side of my body, right? If it is a no, may I feel a tingle, a sensation on the right side of my body, something. If you have um, dice, roll the dice, right? There's people who they divine with dice, right? If you have pennies, quarters, dimes, use that to divine for yes or no. If you have playing cards, use that if you know how to read playing cards, right? Use what you have, all right? So you can, again, feel secure with what you're doing for your ancestors because you do ultimately want to build that communication with them. If you can't hear them, if you can't hear them just yet, it'll develop. Use the tools you have in order to communicate with them. Okay, so outside of leaving the offerings, okay, the drinks at least, when it comes to food, leave fruit, right? Leave cake. Cake is honestly so easy, so easy to leave cake or pie, right? I love leaving dessert offerings. It is very easy. It is very simple. Okay. Food offerings, yes, cool. But for the most part, since I don't cook big meals all the time, I don't typically leave out cooked meals because they not they don't want to sit here and eat no vegan <laughs> vegan meal. They weren't vegan. I heard that from a relative when she was living. She ain't no vegan because she kept getting me with why I gave up pork. She don't want a big bowl of vegetables and rice, okay? I know she don't. They're very specific with what they like. But again, I give them coffee or I will give them dessert, which reminds me I need to go buy some cake for them this week so I can give that to them with a fresh cup of coffee, okay? 
other offerings outside of fruit, outside of cooked food, outside of desserts, is spending time with them. And this is something that I knew, but I tend to be forgetful at times, right? And it wasn't until my godmother reminded me of that spending time with them, sitting in silence, is sometimes all you need and all they want, right? I have the tendency, okay, and I'm sharing my experience with you guys. I have the tendency of when I visit with spirit, I feel like I have to talk. Even though I have nothing to talk about, nothing really exciting, like, I talked to you yesterday and today was the same as yesterday, right? So I'm just like, mm, what do I do? What do I give them? And she's like, just silence. <laughs> just sit there in silence. I've said this in the past. And again, I have to get reminders myself. <laughs> Is that when you are silent, you can easily hear spirit. You're constantly talking. And I'm glad I have my conversation with my godmother. Because even though she didn't say this specifically but i knew what she was saying is that when you are constantly talking there's no way you can listen there's no way you can hear because you're always talking right <clears throat> it's the same exact thing like when you are for example your parents when your parents are trying to tell you something but you keep talking and they sit there and i don't know if you guys have that experience, but you keep on talking they sit there and say there's no way you can hear me if you keep talking if you if you hush you will hear what I'm trying to tell you, right? It's the same concept. You will have books when it comes to ancestor veneration. There are books out there. However, again, everyone does things differently, right? Another way to venerate your ancestors, right? Or to spend time with them is by dancing, is by singing, is by playing music, right? There's a lot of different ways to spend time and connect with the ancestors. I have a friend, a dear friend, who when she connects with spirit, she dances. She loves to dance, right? Me, music has always been something that I love and I've been doing it since I was in pre-K. Right? I've been singing since I was in pre-K. However, I lost connection with that due to some experiences throughout life. However... Music is a great way I connect and spend time with spirit, okay? Sing to them. You play instruments, sit there and play music for them, right? Because we also know that music is healing, music is frequency, so on and so forth, okay? Do not overthink venerating your ancestors, okay? It's easy to overthink because you are going based off what you see someone else doing and how grand their setup is, right? I have family members that are now asking me how to venerate ancestors and they see my altar and they, you know, sit there and feel as if they have to have every single thing that I have, right? And I sit there and tell them, if you don't have pictures of them, that's fine. It took me years to get pictures of some of my ancestors, right? It took me years. And 
I only have one picture from one ancestor because there's no one else I can try to get any more photographs of her. So even if you don't have a lot, right? Like when we look at Dia de los, um, Dia de los, blah, blah, can't even speak. Dia de los Muertos, when you see the ofrendas, you see all of those pictures that they have on each shelf, right? And so of course you want to have your altar at home set up like that. Some people don't have pictures. And again, you will connect with ancestors that you have never met before. And there's no way for you to get a picture of them. What my godmother always says is that even if you don't have pictures and you know their names, write their names down on a piece of paper and use that, right? Do not beat yourself up over not knowing names and not having pictures. I had an ancestor one time come up in a reading well yeah in a reading she came up in a session and she was just kind of like you don't like you don't need to know our names like don't focus on knowing our names don't focus on it because again it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot don't focus on it don't make that your primary focus of i have to know their names i have to have a picture i have to have you don't right do the work connect with them spend time with them everything else will unfold okay because even back then we're going to go way back into slavery when our ancestors some of y'all maybe not but for example my ancestors were on that plantation and and i'm and i know for sure they was out there doing work <laughs> okay they didn't have pictures. They didn't have pictures of their past loved ones, right? They couldn't set up altars. Let alone, they couldn't even practice out loud, right? Their religion, right? They couldn't practice their spirituality out loud. Everything had to be done in secret, okay? So do not beat yourself up. Yes, we live in a time where we can afford the luxury of having these things. However, do not beat yourself up because you don't have it at this very second. Because, again, your altars, your shrines will grow. They will get bigger, right? It is what it is, so do not rush it, right? But you will have books that will tell you you need water, you need a candle, you need this, you need that. If you cannot incorporate a candle, a glass of water, if you can't incorporate um, incense or resins or flowers, you can't incorporate all four of them, that is fine. Just set up a little space, right? If you can get a glass of water and a candle and work with that, great. If you can only get um, a um, a flower arrangement and put it on a table, great. Do that, right? Again, use what you have and do where do what you feel comfortable doing, right? You don't want to force it 
because when you do force it and you feel uncomfortable, this is why I feel one of the reasons a lot of people quote unquote leave spirituality and go back to religion. Okay. Spirituality is something that I want to say it is something that should come easy, okay? Simply because spirit is everywhere, right? When you cook, yes, you can cook or you can be working, right? You can be doing some magic, you know? So spirituality can be easy, right? But it can be easy when you are comfortable with it, when you are comfortable in it. Okay, so if you have an ancestor altar set up, you have your pictures, you have your flowers, you have the whole setup, but you feel uncomfortable sitting in front of that altar because you don't want to do it around other people or you just feel like it's too much, you're most likely going to take that down and never put it back up again, right? So do what you feel comfortable Start off small, right? Go out into nature and sit there. Be present, breathe. Think of a past loved one that you had a connection with. Call out their name and just start talking to them, right? If you want to feel their presence, ask for them to um, let you know that you're there, that you want to feel their presence. And you will have a sign, right? You will feel something. You will see something. You will hear something, okay? Start off small, get comfortable, right? Just put your foot in the water before you try to jump straight in, okay? Because again, when you jump straight in, and this is from my experience, I feel as if when I jumped straight into something, it's kind of where I lost myself and felt like I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much. It's too much. I have no time for myself. This is this is a lot. I just felt as if, what am I doing this for? <laughs> right? It was a lot. I literally was like, I I'm not going to move no further. Like I, I wasn't going to turn my back and leave completely. But I was like, I'm not trying to take on anymore. This is too much. Right? because I jumped in and I was way over my head, okay? And I have no problem admitting that. A lot of people will try to force you to do so much when you are not ready. And there's a difference in being uncomfortable because of, you know, just not knowing what's on the other side. And there's a difference from being uncomfortable and just really feeling as if you are being dragged into something that you don't want to do, right? Where you feel as if you are fighting, okay? So take your time. It is okay. There's not much to it <laughs> but to do it. <laughs> um, another thing I do want to point out because this is um, a little visual that I just received is that for you all that are in the church house, okay, even if you're not in the church, this this can also resonate with you as well. Just take a Bible, get a Bible, put it on the table, 
get a little nightstand table, a little side table, put a Bible on the table and have a candle and a glass of water. And you can sit there and venerate your ancestors there. You can sit there and pray to them there, right? Then over time again, it'll get bigger. You'll add more stuff, you know. And the thing is, is that too, when I first started off, I didn't really like asking spirit for things. I didn't like asking ancestors for things. I didn't like asking God for things really. Besides of just guide me on my path, lead me to where I am meant to be, right? That's all I would pray for. I never really liked praying and asking for other things, right? When you do, when you do give, make sure you are asking to receive something. Now, you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, I don't want to ask them for, you know, you don't have to ask for material things necessarily. But what I was always told is that spirit likes to work. So it's nice to be giving offerings and giving things to spirit. But at a point, they're going to be like, okay. Either what am I here for? Or when you finally do ask for something, we want something bigger and better than what you have been giving us because you give us those things without us having to work, right? So when you do ask spirit, ask for something, right? Maybe you are struggling on your rent. Ask for spirit to either A, bring you a financial blessing, that way you can pay your rent, or B, an opportunity for you that way you can pay your rent and also get out of the financial struggles you're in right and give them an offering okay it is a give and take with spirit and this is also where i began to feel very overwhelmed because again i'm telling you things based off my experience based off the mistakes i've made and based off you know just things that i have learned from other spiritualists okay being around and being in certain environments and also observing okay because <clears throat> a few years ago and again this is when i started working with other spirits right when i started working with other spirits all i would do was give 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 and I felt so overwhelmed. I felt like all I was doing was serving spirit. And I was like, there's no way my life is meant to just serve spirit. This is a lot. It is a lot. I'm cleaning altars. I'm dealing with them. I'm dealing with my ancestors and my own spirits. I'm giving offerings left and right. Right? It's so much. Right? So, I'm telling you right now. Okay. Just take it slow. One other thing that I had a dear friend of mine tell me is that there has to be a balance. If all you do is give and you don't receive, there's an imbalance. You have to give, you have to receive. Okay. That goes for people. That goes for spirit. When you give, you receive. When you receive, you give. There has to be a balance to it all. So when you get to a point to where you start um, having shrines, right? Or you start setting up spaces for other spirits, right? And you are visiting with them. You're communing with, communicating with them. You're giving them stuff. Make sure you are asking. Spirits are not... Yes, 
A lot of them. Okay. Some of them. We're human. Some of them are not. So give them things to do. They are here to help. If you are working with spirits outside of your ancestors, like if you want to work with Greek gods and goddesses, the Loa, the Orisha, whoever you're working with, look at what, quote unquote, their duties are. Look at the thing. Like we know um, Aphrodite is what the goddess of love or is that Venus? Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. So when you go to Venus, you are asking her help for things regarding beauty, love, wealth, money. Okay. You ask her to help you receive those things and you're giving her an offering, right? And in return you receive, right? So it's that give and take. And also that's just how general friendships work. I mean, with our friends, you give and take. I don't know if you are in a one side of friendship, something needs to change because something needs to be received on both ends. Okay. I hope that this episode has given you guys some clarity on things, has given you some confirmation on things, um, made this podcast kind of open the door for you that way you can step into your journey of venerating the ancestors okay because again things will come over time spirit will give you more things to do over time and i can tell you that because i was one of those people of i wanted to know everything i need to do right now and i was always told bit by bit piece by piece it'll come when it's time because sometimes you are not ready to receive the task that you will have 10 years from now. <laughs> I guarantee you, you will not be ready. Okay. So enjoy these little moments. Enjoy the beginning stages, right? Because you literally will continue to advance. You will literally continue to elevate. So again, you don't have to worry about none of that. But again, thank you all for listening. If you have any questions and if you are listening via Spotify, please submit your questions in the Q&A. Okay. If you have me on social media, reach out to me, message me. Okay. My name is divine priestess on TikTok as well as Instagram. Reach out to me. I do respond to messages. Okay. I'm here to help you. I'm here to share my experience with you. That way you don't have to make the same mistakes that I made. I mean, you're going to make your own. <laughs> That's just a given. We're all going to make mistakes, but you will make your own, but you won't have to make the mistakes that I made. Okay. So we're just going to go ahead and do because I'm saying bye again. I'm doing the whole family reunion type of deal of saying bye and still being there 30 minutes later. <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your night, the rest of your week. Right. Blessings. <laughs>